I'll start us off. Hey, kids. Time to die. <laughs> what? <laughs> Right, you, you don't like my uh, nihilist podcast? I don't think that has anything to do with nihilism. Well, you know, it's involved somewhere. A nihilist podcast will start out with, you're going to die eventually and it doesn't matter. Ah, you're okay. living right now and it doesn't matter. <laughs> this is too much. I, I bet you guys thought we weren't going to do another one of these, but welcome to another episode of Mission Objective. <laughs> it's been a year since the first one. Literally, Amazing. like, I saw the Facebook memories thing that was like, remember when you did this? Oh, yeah, that was basically, like, that, <laughs> that was the exact same weekend we decided to bring it back. That's funny. It was pretty funny. But uh, I'm, as always, am one of three hosts, Frank. I'm Ian. I'm Trevor. And uh, we're going to be taking you on a wild ride through some magical, magical video games. Yeah, so essentially the format of our show or the um, whatever you want to call it, the purpose of our show is where we go back and look at games that we've played previously, like historically, and then try and look at them in a new light now that we're older and wiser and fatter. And the way that we're doing it now, you can play along with us because we're going to tell you what game we're covering in the next episode at the end of every first one. And... Uh... It's like that book club that your mom belongs to, except without as much racism. I don't know. <laughs> without, without, much 50, without as much Fifty Shades of Grey. Probably. Yeah, we will not be covering Fifty Shades of Grey, the video game, in, in this podcast, I'm afraid to say. Yeah. You know, there's a, a similar thing that they do on Reddit called Game Club, and I always wanted to be involved in that. Maybe we should uh, see what's up over there. Yeah, we should toss up a link at some point. Yeah. But how you been, Trev? What how's life treating you? It's, it's going well. You know, I'm busy, but uh, everything's going well. Just kind of back in the routine after Christmas and New Year's and all that. So uh, trying to adjust to getting back to work. You know. Oh yeah, it's always fun. Well, I say we should get that right down to it. We all picked about three or so games uh, that we think that we should cover, and we're. Gonna take this time to go through them and uh, get them figured out. So we should probably just do roundtable. Who wants to go first? I can. I'm, go for it, man. I'm gonna go with uh, one of the games that I was thinking of that I literally only put on my list because it's something I haven't played in a long time. Is the Great Circus Mystery starring Mickey and Minnie, which is a platformer for the Sega Genesis. Is that like in the uh, Castle of Illusion series and stuff like that? I don't think so. I don't think it's part of a series, but it's just a platformer that I played a lot of as a kid. One of my best friends had a Sega Genesis, and we played through the games game a few times. And I remember it being good. Like I remember it being a decent platformer. 
Um, and I think it'd be fun to revisit it. It is multiplayer, like you can do two-player co-op, and that's one of the reasons I really liked it, is because of that multiplayer factor. So um, I put that on the list, so with that asterisk of playing it multiplayer, it'd be interesting in my mind to go back and play it single-player as well, um, just because like that's the way I remember it. And, or I'm sorry, multiplayer is the way I remember it, and experiencing it through the lens of single-player might change my opinion on the game. But that was uh, something that I had on the list. Have either of you guys ever heard of that game or played that game? Actually, no, I've never heard of it. Okay, that's another reason I put it on the list. It's like no one... <laughs> the Great Circus Mystery starring Mickey and Minnie is not like Super Mario World. You yeah, know? I can't say I've heard of it. I've heard of uh, Fantasia. I've heard of Castle of Illusion starring Mickey Mouse. And mm -hmm. I've heard of Mickey Mania. So I wonder where this... You said it was on Genesis, right? Genesis. It came out in June 1994. I wonder where this fits in with all those other games. Because those games got to a point where Disney Interactive was going full swing. And they were basically like works of art on the Genesis. Uh, that dude, um, whose name escapes me right now on YouTube, the Traveler's Tales programmer, mm -hmm. who worked on uh, Sonic 3D Blast and actually released a Sonic 3D Blast director's cut recently. Oh, yeah. Worked on that and explained how they like did stuff like Quasi-Mode 7 and getting past the Genesis color limitations and a bunch of crazy coding techniques like that. But those yeah. games eventually got to a point where they were amazing. I didn't know one of them was co-op, so it would definitely be cool to look at. Yeah, I think they probably took advantage of the Genesis's blast processing for a lot of those effects. Oh, yeah, well, you know, Genesis does what Nintendo don't, and that is apparently have good Disney platforms. I <laughs> <laughs> um, guess we'll just go one game per. Uh, my first choice was Act Racer on SNES, which I don't know if either of you two have played that, but... It is a weird little mix of a game that's kind of like a Castlevania alike, I'd say, and like an interesting city builder slash god game. So basically how it works is you are god. Just are. Um, you need to go help your people. So the first level is you get sent down into a lightning bolt and reanimate a statue that's your avatar, and you go around and you kill the beast that has been plaguing these townspeople. Then you need to help build up the town so that they can survive more attacks from demons. And essentially it just alternates between you building up the town and you playing these side-scroller levels that are really fun. That sounds amazing. Oh, it's, it's a super good game. It has awesome music by Yuzo Kushiro, I think, who uh, is the dude who did the Streets of Rage soundtrack, among okay. a lot of other stuff. And it is a super good game, and I feel like it's that perfect niche of... Kind of obscure, but enough people know about it. I've heard the name before. Like, I know that I've heard that name before, but I've literally never seen anything about the game. I like just rocking out to the first level theme, to be honest. Like, that's the whole reason why I suggested it. It's a good game, but uh, that uh, that song is awesome. Have you ever heard of it, Trev? I actually have, yeah. Yeah, I was, I mean, I didn't, I don't remember playing it, and if I did play it, it wasn't much. Um... But it was a topic of conversation back when it came out. Uh, it was some. It is something I'm familiar with. Yeah. What you got, man? Okay, so first game on my list is Dark Cloud Two. Um, I remember being a really big fan of the first Dark Cloud. Um, and when it came out, I was like, you know, everybody got Zelda vibes from the series like it was kind of a uh, copy and paste but if like when you actually play it it 
felt nothing like Zelda. Um, it's like world building mechanics and kind of like it, it, it gets kind of deep. And then the thing, the thing that I like about the second one is it kind of veers off from the first one. And, uh, if I remember correctly, has absolutely nothing to do with the first one. In any way, shape, or form, they completely redid the art style for Dark Cloud 2. Um, the art style for the first one was somewhat like on the like kind of cartoony, a little bit realistic, but Dark Cloud 2 went with like a cell shaded um, art style, if I remember correctly. And um, I was like a really big fan of it. I liked uh, the story a lot. Um, I liked like how they improved on most of the mechanics in the first one um and the characters were really good to, from what i remember and it's i haven't played it since it came out uh so i was like really interested in um getting back to it and kind of seeing how it holds up uh and you know modern games i'd be willing to check that game out i always kind of just wrote it off as like a zelda clone just judging by the first one's cover yeah there's a dude who totally doesn't look like link at all in the slightest mm -hmm. Yeah, right. it's interesting because like Dar I never had a PlayStation or any uh, Sony consoles, and so like I always remember seeing the cover for Dark Cloud, and like that sticks in my mind like hardcore. But I've never played either of the games, and I didn't even know what they were about. But I do remember the cover for Dark Cloud One just being like one of the most iconic things from my video gaming history for some reason. Like I, I don't Man, know, strange. I remember going into like a Blockbuster, yeah, and picking that up and renting it, and like. Like back then, you almost went into a blockbuster, re like looking at the covers and reading the back of a game and being like, "This is what I'm gonna play this weekend," and if it's not good, that sucks because I'm gonna be playing <laughs> it anyway. Yeah. Uh, and I picked it up and I, I really enjoyed it, and I actually like started a pretty hardcore fandom of the Dark Cloud series back then. So I kind of like to revisit it because it's been a really long time since I've touched uh, touched on it. So are we talking? Um, we want to go back and play Dark Cloud or play Dark Cloud Two? Dark Cloud Two, because it Dark was Cloud my 2. favorite of the series. Gotcha. Uh, art style wise, characters, mechanics, everything seemed to really hit. Uh, okay, its stride in that one. I'd be interested. On a side note, uh, that blockbuster cycle is how I ended up playing the N sixty four game Body Harvest, which is not one <laughs> that I will ever recommend for this show. <laughs> Because, really, that game is only notable because it uses a very, very early version of the Grand Theft Auto 3 engine. Yeah. Uh, that was right before DMA Design changed their name to Rockstar. It's also weird because, like, it was supposed to be the first Nintendo, uh, like, you know, closely, they were... I think it would be, like, a first-party uh, studio, mm -hmm. kind of like Rare was. They were working with them on that. Then the game got cancelled and then picked up by a different publisher... And finally came out, but it was going to be the first hyper-violent Nintendo game for a new era, and then they totally backed out of it. And honestly, I can kind of see why the game's pretty rough, but mm -hmm. uh, anyway, so what's your next pick? Okay, so another game I was thinking about was Mega Man ZX, which was a Mega Man game on Nintendo DS that came out in, what, mid-2000s? Yeah. I'd never played ZX um, I really liked all of the Mega Man Zero games on Game Boy Advance, and this seems to be like something that follows in that foot in those footsteps. Um, and I don't know. Although I've never played it, like I feel like it's something that if anyone else here has played Mega Man Zero, it might be something we'd be familiar with. I actually have a copy of ZX in my uh, DS game holster. Oh, really? Yeah, I did play it. It. Uh, 
I didn't play the latter. Like, I didn't. I honestly didn't play much of these zero games aside from playing the first one on an emulator and blue screening my laptop so hard I had to reinstall Windows, <laughs> which was honestly down more to Norton antivirus than anything else. That's interesting because you would think that if you were emulating a Mega Man game that would crash your laptop, it would be Battle Network. Oh yeah, you'd think. Doctor Wily gets into my oven and tries to kill me. Exactly. A uh, fun fact, by the way, the night that that happened, I came over to your house. And I was like, my computer is broken. I need to re-image it again. <laughs> That's funny. But uh, ZX, it felt to me like... I liked the idea of it, and it was an interesting... Uh, they were trying to do an interesting quasi-Metroidvania thing, but the problem is that you still died in a similar fashion to the other Mega Man games. Mm. So you would die, and then even though the area like spans from here to here, you would spawn at the one spawn point at the start of the gotcha. area. Yeah. So yeah. it wasn't like Symphony of the Night or, or uh, Metroid where you'd spawn at a save room, which made it really annoying because if you would just traverse like 90% of the area, you would just get knocked back to the start. Which yeah, yeah that's rough. That I thought that we had solved uh, with Castlevania too, but I guess not. Yeah, it's interesting, because Mega Man Zero to me, I, I did play the first couple of Mega Man Zero games. Mega Man Zero always felt like a speedrunner's game, like a game they almost specifically built for speedrunning, where it's just learn what buttons to press at the exact moment, and then like go through that level really quickly. And so ZX, it's interesting, because like, as games get sequels, usually they try to add more mechanics to them, and like, I feel, I, I feel like the reason Zero was successful is because they limited the mechanics and just focused on that memorization gameplay mechanic and uh the more stuff you add the harder it is to like the muddier you make the waters when it comes to uh that, that style of game what are your thoughts trev i like it um i'm a fan of i'd say like half the Mega Man games um i really liked the like i was into Mega Man on like the snes Mega Man games i always found them like super tough and i've i'm pretty sure like the only time i ever beat a mega man game was as an adult when i went back and revisited one yeah same here. um so like i always feel like those games were like too tough for me to get into as a kid but now when i revisit them i'm like because I, I really like platformers now uh still to this day so like revisiting them i still think like mechanics wise there's some you know some of the best uh platforming games there are mm -hmm. um zx i thought it's definitely an interesting Mega Man game for sure. It's not one that I got super into, so revisiting it might be pretty pretty interesting. I hear they cleaned up a lot of the stuff in that game in Advent, but I did not play that one. Mm. But anyway, my next pick is a perennial favorite of mine, Shinobi on PlayStation 2, the original Let's Remake the Super Hard Ninja series on the modern-day console before Ninja Gaiden, Black, or Sigma, or wherever it was, came out. Uh, that game is the first game that I played that had, like... It was the first game that wasn't on, like, an NES or a SNES that uh, was intentionally, punishingly difficult. And the first couple times I played it, and even when I owned it, I really had no idea what I was doing. And I've gone back to it a couple times, and I get how, like, how the mechanics are supposed to work now. So just trying to get as far as I can, and it would be super cool. That the soundtrack to it is amazing. The graphics are really cool. Hatsuma, the main character, has this scarf that's like three feet long and just flows with him when you're walking around. Sounds like the professional Smash Bros. player Zero. Oh, totally. <laughs> Everything <laughs> is like really awesome and cyberpunk. 
looking. And it's just a really good game that I feel like flew under the radar for a lot of people, and then Ninja Gaiden totally stole its thunder. Even though I honestly think Shinobi's the better game, but... I don't know yeah. if you guys have heard of that. I have heard of it. Um, yeah, Shinobi's a good game. I don't... I didn't play it too much. Um, that's another one that, like... I haven't had a chance to revisit since I got like a lot more into the more challenging games. Because if I remember correctly, um, Shinobi was quite difficult. Oh yeah. What was the game called, Frank? What was the specific subtitle? Shinobi. Shinobi and then. Oh okay. Yeah, I've I played Shinobi on the, Shinobi was out on Genesis at one point, right? Yeah, there there were two of them. Uh, Shinobi three, which I did not play, and then Revenge of Shinobi, which is classic. Gotcha. Well, um, my next game that I want to uh, talk about is Bastion. Ah. Um, Bastion, I mean, I know it's more modern than a lot of the games on this list, um, as it was like, I just remember it being like, like one of the first like big indie games that I started like getting it, like getting really hardcore into. Like mm -hmm. when I started being like, oh man, I need to really start taking a look at indie games because um, there's some real hits out there. Bastion is like one of my all-time favorite games. I haven't played it since it came out. And that studio also makes really fucking good games. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, they made Transistor as well, which I also thought was really great. Yeah, uh, I think they also made Pyre recently. Yes, I haven't um, played Pyre. I played Transistor and like that was a game where I've got all the achievements on. It's one of the few games where I have all achievements. And Bastion, uh, I really like that game. I have one of the endings, but not the second one. I'd be totally down to revisit that game just to get the second ending. I have uh, yeah. a copy of Transistor that I still that have never booted that you got me. Mm -hmm. It's just in my backlog under, like, games I need to play. <laughs> uh, I have barely seen anything on Bastion. I initially thought that we were talking about the Jonathan Blow pro uh, platformer, but that was Braid. And yeah, I always get yeah. the two confused for whatever reason. Probably because they just start with the letter B and they came out at the same time and they <laughs> right. were indie darlings. But yeah, Bastion. I'd, I'd be interested in checking it out. Bastion's one of my favorite. Like, it's in, it, it's on my list. Like, one of my favorite all time, like, all time games in general. Just like the score is great. The mechanics are wonderful. The, just like the whole feel of the game, really. Like uh, I was hooked as soon as I started playing it, and I, I would I would like to revisit it. I think that would be a good one. Yeah. So uh, my final suggestion is a blatant attempt to hijack this podcast and turn it into something completely different. If you say Digimon Cyber Sleuth, no, <laughs> no, no, that would that would be insane. No, I'm I'm gonna suggest a Maple Story. I think that, um, I'm not sure if any of you guys have played MapleStory, but back in high school, I played a lot of this game. I played some of it with Raya. Yeah. And um, it would be great if we could just turn this podcast, instead of a video game discussion podcast, it's just a Sunday night MapleStory streaming podcast. Like <laughs> I think that would be the best thing to ever happen. I have not played MapleStory. Are you um, familiar with MapleStory? It's a like free-to-play game, isn't it? Like yeah, an online it's, game? It's a free-to-play Korean MMO. And it's probably one of the first, like, if you, like, the way it worked where I was from is if you were a nerd, you played World of Warcraft. If you were, like, a weeb, you would play MapleStory. Um, it, was, it, was a, it was a strange game for a particular class, like, subset of nerd. 
And um, I don't know. Like, there's just something about that game that is so embroiled in, like, childhood and nostalgia for me that I, even though I hate it, I love it. I think at that Pretty. point, because uh, I know what era you're talking about, I think at that point I was playing, like, emulators and soul bat. Yeah. Yeah. Which, Didn't that's, they that's... port this game to iOS at they, some point? It's in beta. I think so. It's in beta on Android as well. Um, the beta lasts okay. for until January 30th. Um, I don't really want to play it on mobile, although you can. Right. Uh, I would rather just play it on PC. This game is notorious for being like pay to win and terrible and awful. <laughs> like it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh. My next game is a blatant attempt to turn this podcast into something that it isn't as well. <laughs> uh, Street Fighter Three Third Strike. Oh jeez. I've been playing Third Strike a shitload with this guy here, and it's great. It's fucking great. It's the best fighting game ever made. Fight me IRL. Best ever. Those are some bold words. Yeah, dude, <laughs> I stand behind that. It's the best Street Fighter game, even though it's the least Street Fighter-y Street Fighter game. Uh, as Eris says, it's the best KOF game. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, just, it's really good. Uh, the, the parry system allows for grapplers to actually be viable, which I really enjoyed. And it's just, it's a really good game. Looks really... Really beautifully done sprites. Um, really good soundtrack, although kind of a weird one because it's all like hip hop tracks. Yeah, I uh, think that was that one of the first fighting games to like do the hip hop thing. I'd say so, yeah. Because I feel like that shaped a lot of the culture around fighting games. You know what I mean? Like for some reason, to to me, like hip hop and Street Fighter are intertwined, um, and like you can even see that. Just, like, if you listen to a lot of hip-hop, a lot of times you'll see, like, Street Fighter references. They had um, uh, Lupe Fiasco at, like, promote, you know, promoting or at a tournament or whatever. We fought Daigo, you know? Yeah. Like, you see a lot of crossover between hip-hop and Street Fighter. And I think that Third Strike has to be credited for that to a degree. I'd be interested to figure out, like, which came first, that chicken or, like, the egg. Because I know, like... Third Strike came out around the same time as Marvel 2, and a lot of people uh, were playing Marvel 2 on Dreamcast with, like, hack soundtracks mm -hmm. that were just all rap music mm. and giant MAS sticks that were, like, made out of fiberboard, like arcade machines with team molding on them. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I just, I like Third Strike. We have a Street Fighter Anniversary Collection coming back out, and I'm trying to get good. Uh, before this new wave of Third Strike players that have no idea what they're doing show up. Because right now, even if I hop on Fightcade, it's still like five guys who are just going to completely destroy me. Five guys, burgers, and fries. Yeah, five guys, burgers, and fries just all day. But, good uh, stuff. What are your thoughts there, Trev? On Street Fighter 3? Yeah. I enjoy it. I like it. I think it's a great game. Um... I, it's been so long since I played it and Street Fighter 2. And those like those two are, you know, in my memory is like being some of the best Street Fighter games. Um, I mean, I'd re I would revisit it. I think the old, you know, like I think um, like the older Street Fighter games are are really solid. Even though yeah. I will give credit to Street Fighter Five with their newest update, it, it's pretty solid. Yeah, actually, I like that game a hell of a lot more than I did. And uh, at launch, yeah, it was terrible. At launch. Yeah. Um, but I, I like a lot of the stuff that they did with the V-Trigger 2s. It seems like 
they finally figured out that, hey, we need to break the mold on these characters a little bit and introduce some variation into them, keep things interesting. But even if we don't end up doing it for this podcast, we should just get three, Third Strike on Fightcade and play some one night. Right. Yeah, I, feel like, I feel like I've played Third Strike 2 recently to like have thoughts on it. Like For me, although I like the game... Um, I wouldn't have too much to say because, like, the only thing I, the only experience I had with uh, Third Strike previously was just the art. Um, it's one of the games where, when I think about fighting games, like Street Fighter Three, Third Strike, or any of the Street Fighter Three games, just the sprites, like that's exactly what I think of. It's to me, it's like iconic. Um, but yeah. I also, like, I have played it recently, and um, I don't know. I don't know. It it would be uh, an interesting thing to like essentially it's something i'm continuing to play so it's not really out of my wheelhouse right now yeah i'll have to just do that as a separate like video or something i can simulate the results of this pod or the podcast right now i would be just sucking its dick constantly you would be like i don't know i can't really make any judgments because i'm like in the middle of playing it and then trevor would be like yeah it's a good game (laughs) (laughs) so what's your last one that's probably going to try to change the scope of the podcast um I don't know if that. I don't know if mine's gonna do that. I would have liked to follow that theme, but I'm I'm uh, going with Secret of Mana. Um, oh. And the reason we want to go with this one is because I've never finished it. Didn't um, it get a re-release this, on something recently? It's going to get a re-release on PS4, I think. I'm not sure when. I think not that's on like Switch. Gonna... Those bastards. I know they've been taught. They said they will eventually port it to Switch. There's no date for that though. Yeah. Um, I. This is a game that like I've been trying to finish, like for my entire life. Really. <laughs> like it's been. It's in like. It's like in my lifelong backlog. Um, as something that's like just been on a list of games that I felt like I've always had to play but never been able to mm-hmm. or never gotten through or never gotten to. Um, so uh, I put it on this list um, in hopes that at some point, um, you know, I could play it, get through it, and be on a platform where we could talk about it. So uh, that that's my third one. Good choice. Yeah. It's multiplayer, right? Like it's a cooperative multiplayer game? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Do we have? Have you? Yeah. Good. Good. So now comes the time, boys, where we have to pick our first one. This this doesn't mean that the other ones are gonna fall by the wayside, yeah. but like. So here's just a recap of the games we've all suggested. Yes. Uh, the Great Circus Mystery, starring Mickey and Minnie, a Sega Genesis platformer. Act Razor, a SNES game that's part. Uh, platformer, Castlevania, and part city maintaining. Dark Cloud 2, which is uh, an RPG that uh, what we can get a re-release on PS4, is that right? Uh, it's a PS2 classic. On a PS2, PS2 classic, okay. Um, Mega Man ZX, um, Mega Man-style platformer for Nintendo DS. Uh, Shinobi, uh, the one for PlayStation 2, which is a 3D game, right, Frank? Yes, okay, yes. yeah. Uh, and then that's all I really know about it. Uh, Bastion, uh, which is available on a bunch of different consoles. Uh, probably one of the biggest, uh, like, first wave of uh, indie game, or what? Uh, one of the games that was part of the big wave of indies that really kind of changed the scene for indie developers. Good soundtrack, good art, amazing, like, amazing gimmick in the narration. Um, my third suggestion was Ma- or Maple Story, which is a 
terrible MMO, a terrible 2D MMO um, for PC. Street Fighter Three Third Strike, a classic fighting game that we've all had, we have some experience with. And then Secret of Mana, which is a cooperative uh, JRPG. Well, I guess like an action RPG, I suppose, would be more accurate, right? Yeah, that was when Square was in the midst of the, hey, everything gets that active time battle system you just thought up. Yeah. Right. On yeah. Super Nintendo with a PlayStation 4 HD remake that I don't think it's out yet, is it? It's not out. It's not out yet. It's coming soon. I think in like in the next month or two. Okay. Gotcha. Here's my proposal for how we solve this idea. We each pick one of our choices up, and then we go around voting, but we can't vote for our own thing. Okay. Um, I'm not opposed to that. That sounds too complicated. I want to play Actraiser. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. What I'm you, fine with Actraiser. It was, what do you want to play, Trevor? Um, well, if Actraiser is uh, what both of you want to play, I'm not opposed to it, so I'm on board for Actraiser. All right. I think that that game, like, it's something that I've known about for a long time. Or, like, not even known about, but, like, it's literally just been like, on the very edge of my knowledge for a long time. And while Frank was talking about it, I just went to Google Images and typed in Actraiser, and I was like, yeah, this is the game that I want to play. Um... And then, obviously, any of the games that we have on the list, we can come back later to or uh, suggest something else. But I feel like uh, my plan is I'd like to put a couple hours into the game this week so that we can have something to talk about next week. Um, I'm pretty much going to go into the game blind. I'm not going to look or read anything about it. I'll just download it and play it. Yeah. The question is, uh, that is a little bit of a housekeeping that we do need to solve. Do we want to record once a week or do we want to record every two weeks? Oh, good question. Because what I was thinking is, uh, like, we record the podcast um, and possibly stream that on Twitch. We record the podcast one week, and the next week we can record us playing the game. Yeah, that sounds good to me. So, and that'll give us time to uh, be able to digest the game. Because, especially with some of these games like Secret of Mana or Bastion, mm -hmm. uh, or even Mega Man ZX, there's a lot there. Yeah. And Shinobi, like, there's a lot of dying that you have to do before you get good at that game. So. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's my proposal, if, if both of you guys think that's a good idea. Yeah, no, I like that. That'll give us more once, time to play. That way we actually have, we can get further in the game before we talk about it. Yeah, once every two weeks. I, I feel like I could finish ActRaiser in two weeks. Okay. So, cool. yeah, that's uh, our, our game coming up in two weeks. Uh, if you want to play along with us, if you happen to be within the, the broadcasting radius of this first episode... <laughs> our living room, essentially. Yeah, our living room uh, is uh, ActRaiser, so feel free to hit that up. Uh, we'll get everything set up on Twitch eventually here. So, um, yeah, I, I'd say that about puts the tin hat on it for this episode. Did we have anything else that we wanted to cover, either of you guys? I think I'm okay. No, I'm good. I'm good with ActRaiser. All right, well, that's it for uh, this inaugural revitalized episode of Mission Objective, and we will see you guys later. We'll see you at the checkpoint. Ooh, fancy. <laughs>